This podcast is brought to you by Boarding Schools Expo Australia, your go-to for all you need to know about boarding options for your children. Hello and welcome to Destination Boarding, the podcast for families, parents and children embarking on the journey to boarding school. I'm your host, Lucy Samuels, an ex-boarder from the Western Plains of New South Wales. I'm a journalist, a pilot and an advocate of boarding life regardless of where you live. Whether you live in the middle of our largest cities or on a remote cattle station in the Barclay Tablelands, you'll hear that there's opportunities in boarding for every child. So join me as I chat to some phenomenal graduates, education experts and parents on how boarding life has shaped them into the people they are today. This is truly destination boarding from wherever you call home. Madison Holmberg has travelled majority of the world's oceans. As a marine technician in the Navy, she sets out for months on end, working on some of the biggest Navy ships in Australia. She's performed operations in seven different countries, South Korea, Malaysia, Japan, just to name a few, and she's only 25 years old. Madison grew up in the small town of Trangy in western New South Wales. With four other siblings, three boys and an older sister, she was always tinkering around the farm, getting her hands dirty, working old machinery, the perfect foundation to become a marine technician. She always knew she was technical-minded and wanted to do something practical when she grew up. Maddie, at the age of 13, with little options of going to high school in her town, set foot for Bathurst to Scots College, three hours' drive from where she grew up. Although her parents didn't attend boarding school, they sent her off with high hopes she'd thrive. It was here she did. With a strict routine of homework, sport and time spent with her friends, she knew it was the perfect foundation to go on to be part of the Navy. It's a stellar start to her career, but she tells me if it wasn't for boarding, she doesn't think she'd be where she is today. In this podcast, Maddie tells me of her hopes and dreams to reach the top, becoming a marine engineering officer. She wants to defy the odds of women getting there. She also told us how her experience living with 15 other young women in the same room at boarding school has prepared her for the Navy and how sometimes in life you just have to give it a shot. Hello, hello, hello. How are you going? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? Very good. Um, Where are you at at the moment in WA? So I'm located in Waikiki, so it's just a small suburb close to Rockingham, which is where the naval base is located. Tell us a bit about um, you being over in WA at the moment. I guess there's COVID and the news today that you're cut off again. Have you been able to see your family in a while? Or uh, The last time I went home to see my family was Easter, so probably a lot better situation than most people over here in WA, but it looks like the next time I'm going to be able to get home is Christmas, so it's, it's quite a long time between being able to get home. Such a long time, you poor thing. So I think the borders are locked and they're not looking to open those up until February. And with work, I just wasn't allowed to get home with the possibility of having to then isolate for two weeks. Yeah, it's not looking like it'll happen for a while. Tell us about your, I guess, your time growing up in Trangy. You're from a farm, aren't you? Yeah, so we are on a farm about 25 k's out of town of Trangy. Just a little little block doing mostly uh, crops. We had some stocks. We had sheep and cattle, but 
I loved growing up on the farm. I loved my upbringing. I yeah, grew up with three brothers and one sister. And so then working on the farm, I guess I was always outside, just being involved in hands-on stuff. Like I was always spending time outside. Like I was never really inside. So I've always been an outdoorsy kind of person, which I guess has carried on to my current career. In terms of schooling, I didn't really spend any time in Trangy though, because I spent my primary school in Trangy. When I went to boarding school, obviously I was in Bathurst, so I never never spent too much time after primary school Trangy. Tell us a bit about Bathurst. You went to Scott's All Saints, um, as you said, it was known then. Uh, yeah. Did you want to go to boarding school? Yeah, look, I think when my parents first broke the news to me, I was I was pretty hesitant to say the least, having been like the first time I've been away from home for a significant amount of time. But I remember the night before I was like, I was buzzed. It was like Christmas Eve for me. It was like so exciting. It was, yeah. And I remember not being able to sleep at all and then getting into Scots. It was all just like this massive, big experience. It was, yeah, it was, I loved it from day one. Did you have brothers that went? Did your sister go? So my sister was the only one of us to do all of her schooling in Trangy. Um, and then my older brother started at St. Stanislaus College, also in Bathurst. So all three of my brothers now actually have gone through St. Stanislaus with my last brother in year 11 this year. And then I was the only one that went to Scots though. So Yeah. And what was it like, I guess, heading off? Do you remember the first time? Did you go on the bus? Did you wait or did your parents drive you? What was kind of that feeling of, you know, hopping in the car, going and then arriving at the school gates? Um, I don't remember too much about hopping in the car. Probably a hectic panic with knowing my family, trying to make sure I had everything. Like to this day still, I'm a, a terrible packer. Like I always forget something. So I imagine it was really my parents trying to push me into the car knowing that I had everything um but I remember driving the gates and anyone who hasn't been to Scott's it's like it's a beautiful campus it's like beautiful green trees everywhere flowers it's like a fantastic campus so I remember driving in just thinking like oh my god this place is so beautiful and then pulling into the girls dorm there's like I think we probably had about 15 girls to one room kind of thing um, so yeah, everyone's there, everyone's families are there, everyone's suitcases are all in the hallways and everything, like there's no room and there's all this massive buzz. So that was that was very exciting. Yeah, that feeling of excitement on the first day, girls screaming, I can only imagine. <laughs> and tell us a bit about um, why your parents sent you. Did you know? So Tringy is quite a small town. It's a population of about a thousand people on a good day. Um, the schooling options are quite limited. So I think my parents just really wanted to give me the best education possibility they could. So yeah, that's why they sent me away to a boarding school. What are some of your fondest memories from boarding school over the years? Oh my God, Where did, what to choose? Uh, there was a lot. It's It would have to be anything that involved the friends that I made um, in the boarding school. We're all very like a very close um, group of girls, as you can imagine with girls who spend every single night of the year with each other, basically. But we had, we called ourselves the scooter gang. We, in year seven, we all got scooters and we just rode around the school thinking we were the coolest kids ever. Um, yeah, that's probably, we had heaps of photos. We'd go around and think we were doing all these cool tricks and whatever. Like it was, that was probably my fondest memory was that gang. When you look back at it now, did you take away more from the education or did you, you know, remember school for the good memories, the good times and the friends that you met? Look, it's a little bit of both. I'm very thankful for the great education I received at Scott's, but mostly when I think back on high school, which I'm sure most people do, they're thinking about the memories they make with the the people that they met there. 
And did you know anyone going into it or not really? Like when you rocked up, did you know anyone? Scots is good in a way that uh, prior to new kids joining, that if they've got a lot of kids in the same kind of rural area, they do an information night there at a local spot where teachers will actually travel out to that spot and all the families will kind of get together and have like an information session about what the school's going to be like kind of thing. So I met quite a few of the girls I was going to be boarding with that night, but personally I didn't know, like I wasn't close with anyone that I was going to be joining with. Yeah, and I guess you came from quite a big family, uh, living together to going to school to being surrounded by so many women and so many girls in you know close proximity. Yeah, well, going from having three brothers and one sister, who my sister's quite older than me, so she wasn't around as much. To yeah, living in a house, I think we had about forty girls on average. It was, I think, it was just exciting for me because I didn't have that growing up. I only had brothers, which is obviously a big difference to growing up with girls. Yeah, and are you still friends with them today? Oh, God, yeah. Very close with uh, most of the girls that I went to high school with and that I was in the boarding house with. Um, I haven't been able to catch up with them, unfortunately, with uh, COVID, but it's the usual case where we're like, we really need to catch up. We really need to organise something. So we're trying to organise a couple of them to actually come over to WA when the borders relax. Now that you look back on boarding school, would you do it all again? Oh, in a heartbeat. Yeah, why is that? I know when I look back on boarding school, I was talking to only one of my really close friends this morning and we come from Dubbo and we're like 100% we'd, uh, we'd do it again. And I think for us it was because we bonded so much as a group and we've continued being friends over the years. Nothing beats it really. In terms of thinking about boarding school now, uh, what did you mainly take away from it? I think boarding school has really kind of set me up for the role that I'm currently in. Not that I knew in boarding school that I was going to join the Navy, but even just the aspect of living in confined spaces with so many people, it's exactly what I'm doing now. Like when we go away on deployment, I'm in a much, much smaller room, be it that, but 15 girls, like you get used to that communal living, you get used to having to live, you know, in small areas with all these different personalities. It was just like boarding school. So I'd already done it pretty much. So it wasn't much of a a cultural shock for me. Yeah. And tell us a bit about what you're doing now. Uh, So in the Royal Australian Navy, and I have been now for five years, I'm a marine technician. Uh, So basically my role is to look after the propulsion method of the ship. So I look after the main diesel engines, uh, the gas turbine and the diesel generators. So how we power the ship. So Navy's basically put me through my training and once I complete my training from that, I will have a Cert 3 in diesel fitting and hopefully after that I'll go on and do a Cert 4 and, you know, keep extending my training. Yeah, and you've been deployed, I know, I was reading out into the North Northeast Asia, haven't you? Tell us a bit about yeah. that deployment. So the most recent deployment that we've done uh, was a three-month trip up north. Uh, obviously, with the COVID situation, we aren't actually allowed to leave the ship, which has kind of taken probably the most exciting aspect of the Navy away from it. But it's just a, it's a presence deployment. So it's just, you know, um, Australia providing a, pleasant, a presence up in the Northern Seas areas. And how long have you been with the Navy now? So I've been in the Navy for five years. Um, it's about a year of training. So four years being deployable. Amazing. I guess for people like me, I don't really uh, know what goes into your day-to-day job. Can you tell us when you wake up in the morning, I know I called you the other day and it was nine o'clock here and I think it was six o'clock there or eight o'clock here. Yeah. And o'clock there. You were up going at it. So you obviously wake up early in the morning and start your day. Yeah. So I gotten into the routine. So when you are at sea, um, 
with my qualifications, I'm what we call a watch keeper. So um, with the engineering client, you have to have certain people up at all times, making sure that there's no casualties or no breakdowns of the equipment. Obviously it could be quite catastrophic and dangerous if something does go wrong. So my watch, I was actually up from 4am to 8am every morning and then on watch again from 4pm to 8pm. So I'm quite used to getting up early now. It's kind of just become my normal routine. So yeah, I was already up when you called me. So there was no issues that you called me at that time. That was amazing. It's like this girl. <laughs> I know people said who know you that you always had something special within you and they knew that you're going to go really far in your career and your life. Where do you hope to go next? I'm hopefully taking quite a big transition in my my career at the moment. I'm looking to transfer over to becoming a commissioned officer. I've thought about my through defence, I'll do my engineering degree in Canberra and then become a marine engineering officer. So it's just basically um, being in charge of the whole operation of the marine department, which is encompasses a lot within it. It's yeah, it'd be a big step. It'd be four or five years of training up in Canberra to become a marine engineering officer. Wow. And you're not afraid of moving, doing any of those things. I guess boarding school kind of taught you how to do all of that. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, within the Navy, you never really stay in the same place for a very long time. I've done training in Melbourne uh, and then I came over West Perth and then I had to go back to Sydney, do some training there. Um, I do courses in various places um, over the country. So you're always moving. Yeah. And do you get ever get homesick now, moving around all the time? Yeah, um, I think especially now uh, with the restrictions that we have in place, um, I was only just kind of saying today that I really miss the farm, like I miss going home. But thankfully, my mother and father are actually travelling over here in March to spend up to two weeks over here. So I'm, I'm beyond excited to see them again. Yeah, still get homesick. I guess some advice, because you're such a great leader and role model for young children, especially from country communities. What advice would you give them going into boarding school and what they can look out I guess coming out of boarding school well I think the first step is definitely to go to school to make that decision that jump because once you're in boarding school the open like the opportunities just open up like if uh, maybe I'd stayed back home I probably would have ended up being like not that there's anything wrong with it but my focus would have been to be a teacher because that's all there really is back home you're a teacher or you're a farmer so I really feel like being at boarding school opened up all those opportunities. So once you get into the door, you've then just got this whole world that is open to you and it's just taking the first step. So my advice would be just go for it. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for chatting with me. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time. Where are you off to next? I've got quite a busy year going ahead of us. I've got one trip um, kind of should be going around Australia uh, and then hopefully I'll be participating in RIMPAC, which is the joint up a couple of different countries based out of Hawaii. So that's like a big ticket deployment for a lot of people in the Navy that they want to get to. And um, yeah, it should be really exciting. Oh, good on you. And congratulations. Thank you. Thanks for chatting. Thank you for listening to Destination Boarding, brought to you by Boarding Schools Expo and hosted by me, Lucy Samuels. If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends, follow, rate and review. Catch you next time.